What up, what up? It's the Cal and B Show back again, baby. We told you we'd be back. Back, back, back. Live and direct. We're ready for you. We got ATL Cal. We got Las Vegas B on the line. What up, B? How you doing, man? How was your week? Flicking, man. Feeling good. Feeling great. Doing big things. Uh, Big, big things. Doing big, big things. How about yourself, man? Going good. You sounded sounded extra. You sounded extra excited today, man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I am extra excited today, man. Things are going well. I got my team coming together. I, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't uh, bag two superstars this week, uh, and got got two two big meetings next week with accelerators and a couple executives next week to talk about the business and product and the service and all that. Ooh, we, so, yeah, 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 we we moving. You know, we moving. We flying. We flying high. <laughs> I love to hear that, man. <laughs> so I'm good. I mean, it's too, that seems like every time I talk to you, you're on another step, man. That's great. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we trying, man. So with you, though, uh, how's everything going on your end? On the west side? Same thing, man. Just making more deals, get more partners. Oh, oh, oh. You know, and, uh, yeah. You know, just, look at, again, maneuvering and uh, finding more like-minded people, you know. and uh, Is that right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You just make it sound so easy, man. Every time I talk to you, you're just like, yeah, we just we just signed another seven, eight figure deal. And you know, <laughs> pretty typical. <laughs> <laughs> pretty typical. Nothing special. Yeah. Meh. <laughs> 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 Flick of the wrist. Flick of the wrist. 15 million. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can only watch an envy. I can only watch an envy. Oh man. I'm from afar. My goodness, oh man, but shoot, you're on your own you're on your own road like right now, you know? So let's get it. I look up. My man is making all kind of chess moves. So man. That's what it's about, man. Yeah. I'm just riding your wave, bro. I'm just riding your wave. That's all. That's why I stay close. You know, I got to ride your wave. Oh, that's why you stay close. Okay. Oh my God. Yeah, you know, I just, I'm just, I'm just feeding purely off the energy. That's all I need. I just need the energy. Just send the vibe. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, man. But that's that's you know the the great thing about it though, man, is, is is having someone who is pushing just like yourself. And I think that's the thing that you know that kind of keeps me going too. You know, when it's when you're like, okay, man, you know, I got to keep it running. It's the type of mm. vibe that you get when you. Meeting with your fellas, yeah, you know, on the front lines with you, right? And you know, and then you could chum up and really uh, talk about you know the, the different strategies you may have on the table, and you know, you can you know still sharpen steel, absolutely iron sharpens iron, and I think that's that's a great thing, man. Hard to find. That's what's hard to find. You damn sure sharpen steel with butter, man. I tried that a few times, <laughs> man. You cannot sharpen steel with butter, bro. It just doesn't. Work. It's just <laughs> butter just moves out the way. You know, it's like, come on, man. <laughs> he tried that a few times. My gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we tried everything, bro. We tried everything. We're experimenting. We're experimenting. But yo, man. So we talked about Jeff Bezos before, right? So him and his wife, you know, they decide to decide to go separate ways. You know, and and, and his wife. She did pretty well for herself. Apparently, she's the richest woman in the world now. Mm. <laughs> she didn't, you know, mm-hmm. she didn't clips Oprah. <laughs> hey, more power to her. More power to her. Uh, but yeah, Jeff, Jeff is, you know, he's he's back on TV, man. 
You know, Jeff has been kind of a low-key cat, but he's back on TV. Back? This week, bro, he done released a counterpunch mm. piece on uh, on the National Enquirer. You know, David Becker, he's one of he's one of uh David Pecker. He's one of Trump's buddies. And David Pecker's been putting Jeff's business all out in the in the magazines and the tabloids, you know, National Enquirer and all that. <laughs> and uh apparently he, he wrote Jeff and said, Hey, if you if you even so much as hint that this is politically related. I'm going to release all these text messages and pictures that you and your mistress been sending back and forth to each other. Mm, wow. Basically blackmailing. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's like, oh, you know, mm, wow. That's- you say something, you say something and we're going to get you. So, so this is the thing. You're going to sit there and threaten the richest man in the world. Like that's going to go over well, <laughs> first of all. Wow. So, so Jeff Bezos was like, yeah, Jeff Bezos was like, okay, that's how you're going to play? No, we ain't playing like that. He wrote this hit piece, this counterpunch piece, I guess, and released it out on the internet saying, hey, I ain't finna sit here and be blackmailed by no one. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Certainly. Here, here's what's in those text messages. Here, here, you know, here's what pictures you have, and apparently that's some, some, some sexually explicit, explicit pictures that's included with that, right? Mm-hmm. You can use your imagination. <laughs> uh, he's like, he's like, now what? <laughs> to to David Pecker. So, yeah, Pecker then then picked a fight with the with the richest man on the planet. So, I just wanted to get your get your views on on that whole situation because I thought it was kind of crazy. That wow, what you just described, man. That was uh, I got to give it to him though. Uh, <laughs> I got to give it to Jeff. I mean, you know, to defend yourself. I think ultimately, if you if you know something's gonna come out. Regardless, I mean, you know, it's a classic, you know, someone, someone just, uh, you know, falling for the okie doke. They may, they may call it, uh, you know, being from Chicago, you know, you don't know if, if someone has footage or anything or uh, this type of content on you. If you do make a deal, they still might spill it. They still might show it. And, and so, you know, you, you go ahead and say, hey, you know, let me go ahead and, and show people who I am. And, you know, honestly, you know, probably it's no, it's not much different than, what people do on a daily basis. And yeah. I'm a firm believer. In it. Uh, and, you know, it actually humanizes them. Right. That's what a lot of people say. Especially making, make, making that like, yeah, making that type of money. I think it, de- it dehumanizes a lot of folks. Uh, people feel like, you know what, it's just not in the realm of possibility a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, even, the, even the most positive person uh, being at that level of power. Um, running a successful business of that nature, uh, it's hard to it's hard to really fathom being in that situation. Uh, uh, but here he is uh, getting caught in something like this, and you kind of wonder how, right? Right, right. This is some Rollo, you know, Rollo down the street stuff right here. <laughs> you know, Jeff Be- trying to get bullied. Jeff Bezos is elusive. You know, we don't see him much. He's on the grind. He's building a. He's building the probably the biggest empire on the planet right now for for one individual, one family. And then here we hear about this is how we hear about what's going on with Jeff. <laughs> mm. This is how we find out. But you uh, you make a great point though. Is even if he did strike a deal and, and and keep his mouth shut about where this is coming from, his big thing is he wants to know how they got his information. Did they hack his phone? Was there a government entity that hacked his phone? All that. Mm. But even if he even if he did comply with 
David Packer and the National Enquirer, AMI, I think is the name of the company. Mm. Even if he did comply, they still got all that blackmail information on. You know what I mean? They they would pretty much be able to pull that trigger anytime they want to. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. so he, he got he got to come out and be like, this is what's going on. I'm putting it out there myself. And no, I'm not cooperating. <laughs> thank you. But no, thank you. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the quick strike, you know, counter attack there is just go with what you know uh, go ahead and come clean with that but then put the onus back on where they're coming from and i think blackmail and and trying to you know st- stir up something like that is, is is far more sinister and negative in nature so yeah i think he did the right thing and, and, and without knowing all the facts uh yeah you know someone trying to come at you like that it's, it's very uh it's an interesting situation you find yourself in what would you do right exactly so, yeah, he's, he's a super sharp dude, and I think Packer uh, <laughs> Packer's done. I think he's done. <laughs> he's out of business. <laughs> he's out of business, bro. We we're not going to see National Enquirer at the uh, next to the Snickers bar in uh, Almond Joyce <laughs> next time you go to Walmart and Kroger. So that's done. It's over. <laughs> he messed up there. What made him think he can get away with that? Is what tripped me out. Yeah, man. That's wow. That's wow. One track. You feel like somebody he got a little cocky he got a little cocky no pun intended <laughs> minded man yeah yeah wow so yeah bro uh it's about that time man you know it's always a pleasure when we can we can link up and we can chat and then exchange best practices and how we gonna get it on tonight though i want to talk to you a little bit about the c word the c word you feel me competition mm, okay competition because it's always there even if you think you're the only one doing this no there's some competition and if if it ain't none yet they definitely gonna be there so yeah man i want to talk to you a little bit about competition because i know you got some some unique ways of handling competition some uh you you know how to pull the jujitsu i remember when you was telling me you used to walk around with them uh kempo sticks <laughs> knocking them out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness he went back uh, I went back, oh bro. God. <laughs> I had to back for a second. Just walking around Venice Beach, knocking them out. Snatch me back to reality. My gosh. Who am I? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, you were that guy. That was you. That was you. Internet don't forget. Internet don't forget. Oof. But now, nah, man, so, so, so you, you know, you're somebody who started several ventures, several businesses, you know, same, same on this end. So when you're looking at starting up a new venture and you're sort of getting into it, thinking it's a good idea, want to want to start building it up, you know what what kind of process do you go through to assess the competition and whether or not it's there's enough space for you to get into the game? Man, that's a that's a great question as usual, bro. Um, I mean, I, I I try to keep it simple. For me, I heard it from a lot of folks that I look up to is keep it simple, stupid. You know, it's a kiss acronym. You know, uh, I usually just search keywords on Google, Facebook, and Craigslist, and, you know, look look and determine who's in the market, you know, and, and seeing who both in, if there's any charts in, in terms of who are the top sales, if I can get information that way, look at their websites, you know, once I do determine who my competitors are, look at their websites, look at how they're marketing, determine the sales funnel if I can, and, and, and you know, what, what can I, what, what are they repeating, you know, what's part of their business model? get access assess their sales tactics and marketing tactics you know uh, analyze their target market mm. who they're you know speaking to speaking and selling to and basically you know after i determine a lot of a line of their products and services 
I kind of look at what I offer, you know, as far as one company and then line up what I have and then sort of look at where I'm, what, what niche and what target market I can serve. How can I differentiate, differentiate, uh, my business from theirs and stand out for the marketplace. You know, usually you could find that out, find out where the quality, where the quality and values lay from, from, from the core market. So with that said, so, so I, I like, I like how you put that, right? You kind of size up how they're approaching the market, right. their marketing sales approach and that kind of thing. So, so for you, I mean, I know you, you know, I know how you get down and I know you guys, you're, you're a talented guy when it comes to, building a, a good marketing platform and a good sales platform. Do you see your ability to market and sell products as a competitive advantage? And that's why that's, is that the reason why you look at how they market and sell? Cause if you feel like you can put up a, a stronger face of the company, do you feel like you can potentially take some of their business or, or how do you look at that? Well, I think it's important, especially when you have uh, companies already in the market, they may have already figured out how to do things, right? I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel off the times. Mm. I'm trying to find out what works, right? And then build off of that if I could, you know, if it's something that is based off of something I can, that's not in my business model or if I feel like there's a better way for me to, to do it in operations or uh, how I distribute or whatever, whatever aspect of it, you know, I tend to, uh, to run with that. But, you know, you just want to size up and find out every aspect of how they run in their business that you, that you can, that you can see. I mean, obviously you can't see everything. You could, you can certainly gather, uh, you know, all the facts that you can and then weigh it out to what you're trying to do. Um, again, they might be missing someone or they might've created through, their business practices, they may have created a, a, a opening for you to to market to, to people that they're not, you know, serving, I guess. You know, it's just, hmm. uh, you know, especially if you're a, st- a startup company, you might want to focus in on one product or one market, one target market. And then just to get your business up and running and, 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 and making money for you, Maybe a little- especially if you have if you have any expenditures going out right away. You put out a product, you know, or you have a, a propositions that you're offering, services that you're offering. You want to get that going right away. And so, you know, some companies could, just by how they are marketing, could 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 show you, okay, here's where I fit in, both in what you want to do and or what you don't want to do. So, in what case would you decide there's this is probably not a good idea? You know, when you're when you're sizing up the competition and what and what's what's the threshold that makes you say, no, nah, I'm not going that way. That's not going to work. Well, I mean, I, I think different different things determine that. I mean, um, by my experience, let's say I call them up. Let's say I get their customer service. Let's say, you know, from the top to bottom, what they're offering, maybe their their quality of service, and maybe they're, uh, you know, I know what I could offer better. You know, you could kind of size up different things where, you know, you, you get a sense of, okay, this is how they're doing it. Nah, I would do it a little differently. I guess it just depends on, you know what that what that is that you that you're comparing, but um, you know, like if you if you're saying a product package, like if it's a tangible package, let's say if it's software or something like that, can I can I read the package? Can I, you know, see it from a certain distance? Is it attractive? What are they trying? How is it? How are they speaking to me? You know, is it is, is their message clear? The message. You know, certain different questions I would you know have in my mind is who am I reaching? Right, I have a certain goal in mind. Who am I trying to reach? And then I would try to, you know, look at who they're reaching. Is it clear? Is the message clear? And then, you know, try to try to clean up on that. 
make sure my message is clear, make sure I dot my I's and cross my T's. And- yeah, yes, I ask myself the same question too is, you know, how do I size up competition? It's very much like yours. Anybody who is anybody is going to be online nowadays. Right? That's, that's almost the first thing you got to do is get online. Granted, you know, there was a time when there was no such thing as the Internet and people still made a lot of money. And there's businesses out there today still who are making a lot of money and killing the market, but they're just not present online. And that, that can absolutely still happen. But I think any modern day company and you know even older companies are realizing you got to be present on the Internet and even trying to build a social media platform and be present on social media and have some pretty good customer engagement you know, via social media and other platforms. But the thing I look at, if I'm going to get into a space, ideally, I guess, you know, I'm 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 going to couch this. I'm going to say, ideally, there will be no competitors in a space or I'd be strongly differentiated from all the competition, right? That way the market's mine. It's wide open. Now, the dangerous thing about that is, is if there's no competition, there may not be a market at all. Available. There may be no customers who are interested in that kind of thing. So you got to sort of get you got to use your judgment when mm. it comes to that thing. For me, I, most of the stuff I do is related to my industry experience. And I just happen to know from experience that the problem I'm trying to solve is a real problem. And it's a big problem and it's a sensitive problem. And I tend to develop products and services around the thing that I already know to be a problem from working with over 40 companies and, and being inside a hundred and something factories, there's some consistent issues they have there. And in some of those cases, there's no solution for those types of problems. So Absolutely. I tend to target that space. That's great. But, but yeah, I mean, another thing I look for is kind of related is the number of competitors. If I put in a keyword and there's <laughs> six pages on Google <laughs> worth of competitors and that for that keyword, and then there's a bunch of advertisements and all that too. Hmm. I tend I tend to stay clear of all that because that's yeah that's that's a mess, and I, you know either I'll find a way to 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 dif- differentiate myself in a in a in a strongly differentiate myself or I'll just find something better to do that's that's not a lot of competition. Yeah, I mean, if you go to an investor, that's the first question they're gonna ask is who's the competition, and if you're starting a business, you are an investor. You're investing sweat equity, mm-hmm. so certainly. Yeah. You should be thinking along the same lines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Good stuff, bro. So next question for you. How do you ensure the most competitive offer when you're bidding for a deal or for a new customer or when you're competing for a bid or competing for a job? How do you make sure that your offer is going to be the most competitive? Hey, what do you mean? Let's say you're, you know, you got a customer that you're trying to you're trying to get. Either, you know, somebody you're buying from or somebody you're going to sell for or something like that. And, you know, there's going to be multiple bids. How do you make sure that your bid is going to be the most competitive? I guess I really don't necessarily look at if what's the most competitive. I look at if if, if I've been on a certain item or asset or a customer, I have a certain amount in mind to invest. Right. And so I'm going up really usually to that. And then if it's if, mm. if it goes above that, I move on to the next deal. There's enough deals to where I feel like, right, right. you know, you all customers are clients, as we all know. You know, you can get the client, but it may not work out, right? You know, um, so I, I tend to look at dealing with the client, making sure the numbers make sense from a from a budgetary standpoint to my percentage standpoint. 
whether it's equity or actual actual uh, salary or or payout or whatever is it, does it all make sense right and if it goes above that anything below that is great we'll we'll we'll, we'll uh, usually it's open bidding if it's private bidding uh, usually uh, I'll go with a competitive rate which is maybe half of what my my budget my full budget is do you ever play for market share as opposed to profit I mean because there's I guess there's two ways you can go when it comes to bidding bidding on work is you could go for profit where you're you're gonna make some nice little some nice little change on it the other way to do it is to go for market share where you're basically cutting it to the bone just to lock up the customer and you know in in, in, a, in a sense maneuvering your comp- competition out of the out of the out of the race well I guess in my line of work is really access to whatever the items that you're selling you know it's all about access to assets right and so the best way to get a you know ahead of your competitor is getting that getting access to those things, and so I guess the competition would be getting to the items to sell, mm. whether it's the owner, through ownership or through commission or through you know uh, consignment. To me, that's really what sets you apart because the customers come to you, whoever has the items to sell. Yeah, it's interesting because you know I know you're in the you're in the business of you know buy sell trade. When I think about that, in my sense. You know, I used to submit a lot more uh, proposals when I was a management consultant and my play was to was to really just offer a superior service. That was always my my angle. And, you know, I would I would I would be looking to make some money, but not necessarily. I, I try to stay competitive with the competition. I know that I know the usual going rate for independent consultant. I try to stay around that. But on the other end, just offer superior service. And it, I guess I take the same approach with, right. with software sales and uh, my, inter- my my technology company is, I think my true value add is in my expertise. And I understand your business better than any other tech leader in the game, just because I come from the, the, the plants, right? And I, I can't, I grew up in the plants and I work for some of the best plants in the world, best companies in the world. So, yeah, I understand your issues and I understand, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I understand it just as well as I can talk the language just as well as anybody can, you know. Uh, and that's that's sort of my competitive advantage when I go in and, and, and sell mm-hmm. yes, sir. my software to, to customers is I totally understand. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, we're actually going to solve your problem. <laughs> we're actually going to make a difference with this. So, yeah, I, I think most of the time I sell on quality, but my price is usually yeah. on par or usually on par with the, with the, with the competition as well. But I, I try to edge them out on quality and truly understanding the problem that they're facing and um, listen, listening and letting them tell me what they believe the solution is and then helping them on the path they're trying to go on already. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So that's huge. That's, yeah, man. I see, I see what you're saying. You're basically trying to you know, enhance their, their dreams, their, their outlook. Right. You know, their, yeah. I'm seeing their vision. And then bringing value to their vision. That's the that's the thought. That's that's what I'm trying to do. ROI wonders, for real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, that's interesting though. I mean, who who you know, you gotta determine who's your your core client, clientele or, or customer base, right? You know, I look at a lot of our customers are businesses. So we're business to business low key, and I think, you know, a lot of the customer service and 
is fluff, if you will, is, is kind of, they don't really want to know that. They, they look at the deal, right? They look at what can I put up? What can I invest versus what I'm going to get in return? Right. And if I can get it to my destination safely, uh, the least expensive to, to heighten the profit margin for a quick, quick flip. It's interesting. It's a quick flip industry hmm. designed to take value and make, I guess, if you will, compound value or just add upon your value to that. You could make your dollars uh, quadruple, you know, right or, or more, you know, returns back, you know, and then you put it right back into it, get it to the next deal and then you know, try to do the same thing, you know, get you don't want to hold on to too many things for too long. And so it's cold, um, a lot of the folks that are doing that are people that have, uh, you know, income that, that is disposable, disposable income that they can take and invest and, and uh, wait on their return. Or uh, folks that are businesses, you know, or people that are used to uh, purchasing and, and, and selling. So hmm. it's interesting. I mean, that those type of, of people I've learned. It's just really about, hey, you know, getting the word out and letting them know, hey, I got the most amount of deals. You want to talk with me. Right. You want to see me. Not only do I have the most amount of deals, I could also help you sell your items because I have a sales funnel, you know, aimed towards people who are targeting people who are already looking for deals, who are already looking for value. Right. They don't care what it is. If it's something of value and they can sell it for two, three times for, uh, or more and get a return back in a relatively, uh, you know what I'm saying? You know. Uh, reasonable time frame, they're in on it. So it's it's, it's interesting. It's a, it's very again. It's not very complex, but it's it gets what you want back as far as a lot better than a lot of investments that I've seen. Well, man, listen. I you know I only got one thing to say to that. You know, in the words of uh, Pharrell Williams and Pusha T and Future, uh, young and move that dope. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, be gonna move that product for you, boy. Yeah, get, get, get it off the books. Get it off the books before they start looking at the books. You got to get it off. Got to get it off. <laughs> Bargain seat. All right, B, I'm gonna throw one more question at you. I want the one. Minute, I want the one minute answer on this one. I know you're gonna take more than a minute, but I'm gonna ask you for the one minute answer. <laughs> you already know. <laughs> I already know, because I know you. I know this one. This one's close to your heart on this one right here. Oh my goodness. So when the competition's playing dirty, you know, hating on you, uh, trolling. <laughs> mm. uh, like my boy in Omaha used to say, "Dirty Mackin." <laughs> what? Uh, so when the competition's playing dirty and doing little stuff like that, you know how do you how do you tend to handle that kind of thing? What are we talking about, man? Are we talking about dirty? How dirty? Ooh, real dirty, real dirty, bro. Talking about you, you know, <laughs> spreading lies. You get scummy. You know how people <laughs> scummy. Yeah, you know, how, you know, how I get. Man, I, you know, listen, I. <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm not sure I would ever divulge and tell all my my <laughs> secrets to my to my my so-called competitors and haters out there. But uh, uh -oh. here we go. You know, I think you can outsource a lot of that, a lot of those activities. You know, those those counterintelligence activities. You know, people out there you're trying to find out what's going on. But I think ultimately, you know, um, you know, you could combat that with the good marketing that you have to you know to really keep. Keep the focus on the values that you provide. I mean, I think most people understand that there's a lot of boneheaded reviews, people out there that simply don't even understand what they are reviewing or just, you know, uh, it's just if you, if, you, if you present a concise, clear message to your target market, I think really nobody else could really infiltrate that, infiltrate the minds of that. 
it's really towards folks that really don't understand about what you provide. I think you just you just match or see the marketing and, and you know and offer a better product. From what I found, you know, people who are hating on you probably ain't doing too well. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I generally find to be true, especially on social media with the trolls and all that. I put out quite a bit of content and I plan on turning turning up more this year. But you know, and I get I get comments, you know. People come out and they say foul stuff. Some of them, absolutely. Some of them act genuine, like I'm genuinely trying to help you by discrediting what you were talking about on your <laughs> your content. But they're really just trolling. They're really just trying to steal your audience. If they genuinely want to help you, they'll hit you up in a, in a private message, right? And say, hey, here's a link. You should probably take a look at that. You know, try to people who really want to help you would would, would would approach you like a friend would approach you. But some of these people are just trolling. <laughs> but I found that generally speaking. You know, when I see trolls out there, I, somebody, you know, somebody f- makes a foul comment. I'll go and check out their profile and and, and most likely it's dead. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> it's like, yeah, I can tell why you don't have any friends. It's, it's pretty evident. Certainly. It's evident why you don't have any friends. So, yeah, my point is to say that, you know, a majority of that could just be ignored. Right. You know, the hating and the the the, the ignorance that's out there and, and stay consistent and stay strong and keep mm-hmm. putting your message out there. Keep remember, just remember who you really doing it for. I mean, you ain't doing it for the haters. If they come around, good for them, for, to their to their own good. But you're doing it for the people who really believe in you and need you, certainly, and who look up to you. You know, and and competitors will try to come at you, especially when they when they're threatened by you. And that's yeah, I guess there's unlimited ways to handle that, depending on the competitor. But it really never hurts to just talk to them. Mm. In fact, I had a I had somebody say something ill. On on some content I put out there, and I wrote wrote him a DM, direct message, mm. and I was like, "Hey man, um, I saw your I saw your comment. Just wondering uh, if you know if you if you care to elaborate on that a little more. I'm curious to know your point of view." Wow, this guy ended up being a a, a, a editor at a at a industrial engineering magazine, and uh, he ended up publishing a full page feature page article on me after that. We became friends, went out to lunch and everything. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you never know what's really behind people's comments and where their head's really at and why they're hating. Sometimes it has absolutely nothing to do with you. <laughs> so you, know, you can never really take it personal. Just understand that when they're hating, they're, they feel threatened by you. Yes, sir. And the weird thing about it is chances are they're not doing too well and don't have a lot going for themselves. So, yeah, you, you know, a lot of time that's easy, easy to flip around. But all right, B, it's about that. It's about that time, Broski. Man, that went by quick. Yeah. It did go by quick. It did. It did. But it was such a pleasure, such an honor and a pleasure, B. Always, man. You know, enjoy this, man. Can't, can't. I'm looking forward to next week already. Looking forward to next week. Should we do it again? Should we do it again like midweek? Should we do like a midweek show? What you think? Always, man. I mean, we might have to, we might have to keep coming. Yeah, keep coming with it all week. You know. Oh, every day. Oh, see, see, that's a lot to ask. I got stuff to do. <laughs> Every time I talk to you, something good happens. So we might as well keep talking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you think that's what it is? Uh, it's, it's the talking. Yeah, about, I like long here. That's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, the energy, bro. Yeah, the energy. Let's get it. The energy something powerful, bro. I, I do appreciate it. So, yeah, I appreciate your time, man. Let's go ahead and wrap it up. We'll certainly, uh, we'll certainly catch up this time next week. Sounds like a plan. And like that. Like that. We out. And we out.